Welcome back to another episode of Dysfunctional as Fuck. Kate's not here today because she's um, in a relationship and it keeps her busy. But we do have Mara here. So say hi. Hello. Hey. Uh, give people like a little context. Like what, like just who are you? What do you do? All that stuff. So, um, I don't know. I guess we can start with I do employee benefits. Um, that consists of most of my days. Um, I love wellness, mindset. Um, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're not selling yourself here. Yeah. You Got to sell yourself a little harder. <laughs> well, what do you want to know? Okay. So I don't know. I'm a very spiritual person. Um, I like to meditate, do yoga, work out. Um, I don't know. I guess I've done a lot of sales in my past careers or jobs. I don't know if you can call them careers, but, um, yeah, just love health and wellness, cooking. Well, why do you, why do you like those things? Um, yeah, I guess like whenever I was younger, I, um, you know, we talked about this before, mm -hmm. but I was overweight. And so I was just like really insecure. I, you know, was very shy and like, you know, stems from like, it shaped me with, it shaped me to who I am now, which mm -hmm. like I don't like look down on like those times, but like I was overweight. I was eating like terrible foods. I was, I had like Pop Tarts for breakfast and like toaster strudels. You I weren't the best sodas. version of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this was whenever I was like really young, of course, but like, yeah, still like very unhealthy lifestyle. Um, I like barely did any exercise, but, um, yeah, I just kind of made fun of whenever I was younger. And so I like one day decided to make that switch. Um, and my dad kind of helped me with that. I was like, dad, like, I think I want to start eating healthier. Like I want to, you know, try to do these things. And I think. When when did the switch hit? Like when was that? Um, It was in eighth grade. Um, We were in a car and just in like in the car. But I think it was like, I don't know, it was just like everything compounding and like all the different things that I guess happened to me mm -hmm. whenever I was younger, all like little comments that have was said to me and that sort of thing. Um, it was just kind of getting to me and, you know, I don't know. I was just kind of sad at some points, you know, of course. Which makes sense. Yeah. Like if people aren't like <laughs> speaking nice about you, yeah. I, I would imagine you feel some type of way about yeah, it. Yeah. So then I just like wanted to like make a change. Like, you know, we're, we don't have to, just like stay where we are. Like if we want something different, like we have the choice to to make a change. Um, yeah. What what encouraged you to have that mentality to be like, okay, if I'm in a certain place in my life, I can change. A lot of people don't know that they can change. Yeah, I don't know. And it, it's interesting because I was so young as well. Mm -hmm. um, eighth grade is a great way to, your time to be like, I think I can take control of my life. Um, I think... Because my dad like kind of had a spiritual awakening mm -hmm. kind of thing whenever we were younger. Um, and so he was just talking about, um, you know, different like mindset things. And he showed us the secret when we were younger. Have you seen that? Mm -hmm. So it's like one of the first like documentaries that came out about like the law of attraction. Mm. And it's also a book. Um, but like Bob Proctor, if you know who, who he is, um, he was in there and like a lot of other people, but 
it's like one of the first documentaries that came out about like the law of attraction, that sort of mm -hmm. thing. So it was kind of like new at that time. But um, he showed it to us like while we were on our way down to Florida. Um, he was like, I got a great idea for you kids. Yeah. You heard something called yeah. secrets. Yeah. And so um, I guess like that's kind of what like sparked that in me that like, oh, I can, you know, if I can change the way I think, if I can start thinking like, okay, you know, maybe there can be something different. Like, I think that's like kind of what allowed me to have that mindset shift. Mm -hmm. And the, and during that period, how did you feel yourself change from, you know, maybe eighth grade where you didn't feel like you had a lot of control. You were things that you did were out of control in your own life and then gaining control. What was that like that shift? Um, I mean, it was definitely hard. Um, I mean, I think we talked about this too, but I mean, I was being made fun of for being overweight. Mm -hmm. And then I started like bringing healthy foods to to school. And like, um, it was very weird at that time because everyone else like, you know, we're in eighth grade. Like who know, the heck yeah. is eating yeah, yeah. like spinach wraps and like- Did you get made fun of yogurt. for trying to be better too? Yes, like I made fun of for like the food that I was eating. I was like, what are you eating? Like that's so weird. Um, yeah. And then, but I just like kept doing it. And like over the span of like a year, I lost 30 pounds. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course there were like ups and downs and like, um, you know, in my weight or whatever, like in the process, like I wasn't like completely hardcore the whole time, but, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was definitely hard. I was doing like P90X in, which is the most OG thing ever yeah. like that. Like I remember my mom doing that and being like, what are you doing? It's like P90X. It's, it's a great time. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. It was hard. I was like drenched in sweat. Like yeah. every time I did it. Um, yeah. What, so you, you ate cleaner, you started working out more. Was there a moment where people started maybe like giving you more attention during that? Um, like once you lost the weight, did you notice a shift in that? Yeah, I wouldn't say it was like immediately. Um, but it was, it, I did notice a difference, um, with how people like treated me. Like, mm -hmm. It was kind of weird. Like, just, like, kind of nicer. Like, yeah. just, like, whenever I'm out and stuff like that. And, like, I don't know. Like, it was hard because, like, before I had never seen myself as, like, pretty or, like, you know, I never really had that confidence. And I think that's still something that I'm working on now. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, it was weird because, you know, then, like, more people were, like, commenting on, like, my looks and, like, how good I looked. And then that was a very, like, foreign thing for me. So mm -hmm. it was kind of interesting um, that, like, weight was, like, that factor yeah. in that. There's almost, like, two different – a lot of people don't realize that there's a, a privilege to looks, like, being attractive. Like, that – like, everyone says, all like, you know, race, all this other stuff. But the way you look, too, if you're an attractive, you know, female, male, and in shape and you're confident – you know, you could have someone who's out of shape and a good salesperson. But if you have someone who's in shape, looks better, and a good salesperson, don't shit on the person out of shape every time. Because there's so much that gets brought with that, like, physical mentality, the, the spiritual, like, all of that being in control. Like, have you noticed that with that being like, oh, there's, like, something different here now that I've, like, gained control over these things? Like, in terms of 
just like feeling that what you what we just talked about like the feeling of it and then also like wait society like like this is a thing society values me more as a more fit individual yeah i think so um trying to think of like a specific example don't need like a specific one or just like general like thoughts on the ideology yeah i mean i think it's interesting like well like i feel like if you have like someone like i feel like there is kind of like more respect in a way Mm -hmm. like if you are like more which i don't know why but like yeah more in shape but i mean i guess i understand why but like i don't know why do you think that is why do you think other people value someone more when they're in shape because it takes like discipline. It takes like, you know, hard work. It's hard. Like people don't like, well, people do enjoy going to the gym, but like it's hard to like start going to the gym at the beginning. Like we don't always have that motiva- motivation, but like it does take discipline to like keep going. And like even if you don't see results, um, you just keep going. Um, it's like compounding over time. Like you go to the gym and like, a week into the gym, like you probably won't see results. You might even like gain weight on the scale, but like over time it really does compound and like Mm -hmm. the difference, like, and that's like, I guess what that was like hard for me, like in eighth grade, which is so long ago, Mm -hmm. but like, you know, I didn't see results for a while, but like I kept doing it. Um, and, but I think that like, that's why there is more respect and maybe it's more so, other fit people do you think it's like other fit people respect other fit people more or do you think it's like the other way around as well so i think other fit people will respect them because they've gone through the shit i think fatter people probably won't just due to the fact that that's a reminder that they haven't done it themselves Mm -hmm. yet because if someone's out of shape you know i've heard this so many times with people but they'll be out of shape and they'll like make excuses or they'll be like oh you know and they'll like keep just saying reasons why they're like, they'll blame everything else but themselves for the reason they're not in shape, which blows my mind. Yeah. So I'm like, no, you – like, we have the ability – it's like a comforting thing when you realize that, A, it's all our fault, and, B, it's all our fault. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, and it's like you have to prioritize it. Like, when people say, like, oh, I'm too busy or, like, whatever, which right now I guess I'm kind of making this excuse for myself because I'm busy. But um, – but – like it is something that like you have to prioritize and if it's like if you like keep making those excuses um it's like okay am i not prioritizing this right now like is that something that really matters to me Mm -hmm. um and like that's getting into like okay like why do i want to do that and like really figuring out that why can like help you prioritize that thing. Mm-hmm. And and with the the context to a lot of that, I think a lot of people just don't ever. I mean, the simple concept of having a why is out there for a lot of people. And they're like, "What do you mean why?" And I'm like, "Why do you exist? Like, why are you here?" And you keep going into it, and they're like, "Uh, to like get married and have kids." And I'm like, "Doesn't count. That's not that's not a why. That's a that's what you do." Yeah. And you keep getting dig deeper and deeper and. For me, it tends to circle a lot back to the point of like, oh, we're not going to be here forever. Like, we're going to die. And that's like a looming fact every day. So if there's a time to do anything, it's now. It's like, okay, like, 
there is a, an urgency to every moment of the day. If that's an urgency to be kind, an urgency yeah. to go to the gym, like whatever it is. But it's kind of like, it's, you know what? Maybe someone doesn't want to ever be in shape. That's fine. That's their personal choice. I don't get it. But like. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I kind of resonate with urgent. Um, yeah. Because I don't know. I feel like kind of the word urgent makes it feel like rushed or like that sort of thing. Like mm -hmm. I feel like, okay, sometimes like I do feel like, you know, we do have a limited time on here, like on earth. Mm -hmm. And I do think that we need to do, you know, what we want to do. Mm -hmm. um, but I also think that we need to sometimes like slow down and enjoy the present moment and like, you know, that sort of thing. So that's why I feel like urgent. I don't know. No, I get it. I And I, the same shit. I have the exact same shit of like, I need to be more present. I need to be in the moment. Like yeah. time's going by really quick. You're going to fucking die. You better speed the fuck up. Like those both exist at the exact same time for me all the time. And it's hard to navigate the like, I haven't gotten better and be like, you know what? It's okay to watch a TV show every once in a while. Like you are going to die. Watch a TV show. Like I, I it works both ways. Cause it's like, okay, I'm only ever going to get to enjoy my time once. And I'm only ever going to get to do this once. So it's really yeah. just that kind of yeah. balance of like, yeah, what do you want? Yeah, what do you want? And that comes back to a why. Yes. And that and that's why, to me, it's so important to have a strong why because that's the driver, driving force of like, and just understand like yeah. what your non-negotiables are. Like being in shape, non-negotiable because we're going to get old and I don't want to be yeah. old and not functional. Doesn't sound like fun. Yeah. And then I feel like this brings us back to like, okay, like why are we here on earth? But like does anything really matter like, you know, doesn't just so in like, ourselves right now. It's like, this is a great moment. Just to, <laughs> yeah. The meaning, meaning for life is hard to navigate a lot of the time. I mean, where, where do you derive your meaning from? Of life? Yeah. Why are you here? Um, like, what do you mean exactly? Like <laughs> I heard this interesting quote, um, from Alex Ramosi, my dude. Uh, and basically was going on. I was like, okay. The way to identify what your why is, is to identify the reason why you haven't killed yourself already. Why haven't you done it? Because if you think about it, you're like, oh, why haven't I done it yet? And it's like, well, you know, I have like family, da, da, da. And you like, and then you can start kind of listing things. That's like why you're, why you're doing the things you do. And then you can start to be like, okay, that can get a little deeper. And it's like, oh, you know, my family, I still want to spend time with them. Why do you want to spend time with them? Because they make me feel better. Okay. Well, that's a selfish thing. If they make you feel better, it's like there, that, but then it's like, Maybe I'm okay with being selfish. And then you start to understand ego and all the other things. But it's kind of like, and this is all different steps of self-awareness of like unveiling these different things about yourself. Yeah. But for me, it's part of everything is just the, the that thought process is kind of the why. It's It almost goes back to the old philosophy of like, I think, therefore I am. And then you go into like Marcus Aurelius and he's like, he's going to the book of like, well, you know, a Roman, I'm not a Roman to lay in bed all day. I'm a Roman to be a Roman to do things. So like I'm here to do, that's the purpose. Like I have arms and hands to grab things. Like that means that I need to do things with the body versus just being like, you know, if I have it, I should do it yeah. versus just being like, you know, I'm not a nugget. You know, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful every day that like I have health and all that stuff. So yeah, do something with it. Yeah. I feel like my why is like, I don't know, I just love like 
the law of attraction and like mindset psychology, that sort of thing. And I, I feel like I've seen how much it's helped me like in my life. Like mm -hmm. I want to like help show others like what, like they don't have to live in like these negative head spaces all day. They mm -hmm. don't have to be like angry, sad or whatever all day. Like I feel like if everyone else like knew the power of meditation, knew the power of just like self-awareness um, and like had all these tools, they could live a life that's, you know, so much more joyful, peaceful, mm -hmm. productive in a way that's, you know, good for them. Um, that's really, I guess, like what I want to do, which is interesting because I don't know. What's interesting about it? I don't know. It's because like my why for being here is like to help other people. Mm -hmm. uh, but you want to help other people of, because it helped you. It made you yeah. feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Which? Which makes sense. I mean, part of understanding is like being okay with some answers. Yeah. Some people are just like. For sure. You know, you, you can argue with it till like, you know, the grass dies, but. Yeah, but like some people's why, like Elon Musk is like to explore space or like whatever, uh, but which even then it's not to explore space. Yeah, because when you get deeper into like psychology, it's like, oh, are they running to something? Or are they running from something? Mm. Like, even with me, there's plenty of things within my life that like, you know, I can't tell if that's my sister or not. <laughs> Kate, is it Jay? Jay. Are they joining? No, that's Andy. Okay. That's the guy who owns Bodwork. That's fine. I'm sure who that is. <laughs> I don't have a little ding that's like, this showed up on location. But yeah, we were, so we were discussing why or were we just discussing? Uh, like. It was the why and then. Well, like Elon Musk's Elon why Musk. isn't oh. exactly. Yeah. Did you, have you read into his, like his past? No. He like, so his dad was like abusive as shit and like he had a bunch of siblings. None of them really took care of each other and is like like a really depressed dude and like you know one of his things is to give technology and all that but when you get into the psychology behind it it's like a lot of what he's doing is running from the past hmm. and like running from the things interesting do you have you heard that like it's harder like to be like super successful if you're like middle class but like if you're lower or upper it's yeah easier just because middle like, is content yeah because it, and it's weird too so like in my family like my siblings were like you know team you say figure skaters everyone's a super high achiever so it's like is they figure skaters yeah they were on team USA for figure skating okay. so they were like cool. basically they were like traveling the world doing that at like the age of like 15 wow and i was like playing computer games at 15 so <laughs> you know uh, i think eventually a fire got lit under my ass to be like you know it kind of just like a big brother thing it's like you know fuck you like i'm gonna let me do some shit now. I feel like that's one of the reasons I felt like I had to, you know, almost overcompensate to an extent to be like, mm. I'm going to start all these fucking companies, like do all this <laughs> other shit. And, you know, it, it got to an interesting point where like, I kind of did a lot of things and I was like, this isn't like, these things don't matter, mm. but it's, it's like a part of the journey. Like if you're super lower class, you see everyone else has all the shit. And you're like, I'm gonna fucking show them. And if you're super class, you're like, oh, I have to live up to these expectations. Middle class is like, no, you know, yeah. mom and dad are happy in their nine to five. Like I got siblings. Like I have what I need. Yeah. Like I'm fine. Which is weird because you would think that overabundance could create 
people that would be more lazy, which I think it does sometimes, but it also, like what you said, I think it's very true that it'll push some people to work even harder. Yeah. Well, have you heard like the poor get poorer and the rich get richer? I mean, yeah, yeah, like, generally. Like, what do you, why do you think that is? So I think, um, I know for a fact, one of the biggest things that are going to determine your future is where you're born. That's what it is. This is a fact. Yeah. And what that is, I mean, A, there's a lot of things in like, with meditation, people don't realize that like the music you listen to affects shit. The shows you watch, the way you speak, like a lot of people in certain demographics listen to shit, eat shit, like all day. And then it's really hard to go some to go to somebody and be like, hey, everything you know is dog shit and you should stop doing it. Because they're like, what do you, yeah. It's this is me. And it's like, no, you're not that. You're so much more than that. You're just identifying with this. Yeah. Which I feel like that is the way that perpetuates that. Yeah, I would agree. Like the thoughts that we, like the thoughts that like rich people think about, like they think, like they see like all of these things normalized, like, oh, like. When they expect it too. Yeah. It's like, no, I deserve this. Yeah. Which, you know, could be arrogance, but also to an extent is, you know, manifesting, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But. <laughs> what What are your thoughts on manifestation? <laughs> what What was it? Um. I used to have like a much better definition because I used to like talk about it a lot more. Mm -hmm. But I feel like manifesting is just like, it's like actually having a target. Like let's say you're mm -hmm. going hunting. This is a hunting analogy. Yeah. And you are aiming at a deer. You know, manifesting is being like, I'm going to go for the heart because like that, that's going to do what I want it to do yeah. versus shooting something else. Yeah. So it's kind of just being sure of what you want. Yeah. And, and plus if you prioritize something gonna come your way because you're prioritizing it yeah like that's your that's your reality and plus you and another whole other thing is too reality is subjective so you get to shape it so like you know you have two people get in a car wreck and one person's like oh my gosh this is fucking terrible what the hell the other person's like oh my god i'm so happy i'm not hurt both are this exact same situation but yeah. then the interpretation of the situation totally changed the outcome mm -hmm. so that's where i think manifesting comes into all of that okay so you don't believe that like do you believe like the universe will conspire in like different ways and like bring you the thing? <laughs> I don't know if it'll <sighs> see, I don't think it matters as much as just like, yeah, because life's going to happen regardless of you. And it's also kind of like, yeah, there's a little part of it of like how insignificant we are. It's like, I don't want to put too much ego into the self of like, oh yeah, I'm the reason this happened. It's like, no, fuck you. Like, Okay. Yeah, you you did stuff to help along the way, but like hmm. you like some people. There's so many different instances of things happening where you can't be like they manifested that. It's like oh, they manifested their head getting chopped off, or like dying <laughs> in a car wreck, or like okay. <laughs> and this isn't me like shitting on it yeah. at all, but this is like my no, yeah, I'm just this is me thinking yeah. out loud. Yeah. Um. Okay. Interesting. So, what do you think about like? Well, so do you think that our thoughts? affect our reality yes okay absolutely okay so here's an interesting study that happened hit me okay so they had two groups of people mm -hmm. it was like a you know officially done experiment whatever i don't know all the Doctors specific terms shit. yeah but um one group oh, so, so they gave both the groups a milkshake okay, okay. And yep, they said one was healthy and one was yes. fat. Yep, and one of them gained weight. Yes. And isn't that like interesting? Like, isn't that 
manifestation in a way. Yeah, and you, I guess it's, it's it's whatever the fuck you want to call it because it's the same thing as like you can call it manifesting, but it's not. To me, I don't think it's the universe conspire. Like I don't think anything of that. I yeah, think it's okay. you. It's the placebo effect. Yeah. It's thinking that something helps and then helping because you're putting yeah. all of your energy into it, and hope is huge. Like I saw, I read um a man's search for meaning, and it's a uh, by Viktor Frankl. It's about you know basically what it was like in Auschwitz. The guy was in Auschwitz, and he was like the human body. A lot of people are wrong because it can go a lot longer than you think without certain nutrients and all the stuff. And then, you know, there's a story about a guy who who died. And the way he died is that he had a dream that he was going to be out of Auschwitz by like a certain date. And as the date got closer and closer, he got sicker and sicker. And he died on the day that he didn't get out. I think that's mm. a great example of the body giving up because you put so much energy into something that without that validation – it just dies. And that's hope. That's what I think. And which makes sense for a mechanism to be like that. It's like you need to look forward to something. It's like, oh, when's the next meal going to be? It's like I got to keep holding out so I can find that next meal or whatever it's going to be so I can keep going on. Yeah. Wait, so are you saying he died? So he dreamt of the day that he was going to get out and he died the day that day? Yep. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It's a really interesting book on human psychology and like what hell does the people. Cause that, I mean, that's hell. Yeah. You know, we like to think our days are bad sometimes. And this is always something I go back to of like, and not to demeanor my own issues, but like get some context to the shit. So if I have a bad day, I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, yeah, could be a lot worse. I should be a little grateful for something versus other things. Yeah. Interesting. What do you think about, so, like, everything is energy. Yes. You know, like, an atom is made up of 99.999% space. Yeah, we're just empty space. And we're just empty space. Yeah. So, like, don't you think that things are, like, a little bit more malleable than, like, we think? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think you can for sure change things however you want to change them. It's, I mean, it's everything of, like, do you have the ability to change your body? Yes. You yeah. have the ability to change the way you treat people. Yes. So it's a lot yeah. of things you have control over. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like different things. I just feel like there's like different things that I have like manifested where mm -hmm. it's like there's no way that like, you know, if I didn't set that intention that like that, like it just like kind of like happened and I'm like, what the heck? Like, where did this even come from? Um, or like. Well, it didn't come out of nowhere. It definitely didn't come out of nowhere, but I feel like if I didn't set that intention, I didn't like actively like visualize certain things. And, yeah. Like, Which visualization, visualization is just focusing and putting time and energy towards something. Yeah. And if you work towards something. Yeah, but I feel like like it's hard to explain. Like, No, I, I, I totally understand <laughs> what you're saying. I'm, I'm always careful to not put to not put my own meaning on something. Because okay. a lot of my philosophy and psychology stems from the ego. Okay. And I'm like, okay, like there's this self and then there's this other thing because I don't know. I also go back and forth on like that concept of like soul and all that shit. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the biggest things is we don't know what happens afterward. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to spend my whole life contemplating what yeah. happens afterward. Yeah. Because I'm here. This is what matters. Yeah. Like here. I mean, I love to ask your question on this. So how do you feel about 
um, the concept of heaven and hell. Yeah. So we talked about this, didn't we? No idea. Talk about a lot of shit. Okay. <laughs> or you go through it all. Well, um, well, I do think there's a lot of truth in like the Bible, and I grew up like Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, went to Catholic grade school and high school, but um, I think that to me, I think that like how the Bible says to live, or like you know whatever how Jesus lived, or like the Ten Commandments, different things like that. Um, I think that the way that I interpret it is if you like follow those things, it's supposed to help you live a life that's like more heavenly. Like you Mm -hmm. live in heaven on earth. Yeah. um, And you'll have like this good experience and positive, you know, things will happen or whatever. But um, I feel like if you don't, or like if you do the things, if you like sin, which I don't really like, I don't know that terminology, but mm-hmm. um, then you're going to live more of a negative lifestyle. Like it's going to be a little bit more like hell on earth. Um, so that's kind of like how I think of it. What do you? What but do, you, do you believe in like the actual concept though of like heaven and hell? No, I don't think that there's like, af- you mean like afterlife? Yeah, general. I don't believe, I don't think there's like a heaven and hell. Um I feel like if there's an all loving God, mm-hmm. um, I don't know why an all a God that loves you to the fullest, mm-hmm. like a child, would send you to a place that's that's completely hell. Mm-hmm. Um, like you would never send your child in a place of suffering, which is kind of interesting because you know. Maybe we're here and we're living like, you know, a life of kind of hell, you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, what people might say to that. Um, but I don't know. I feel like we're here on earth to like learn mm-hmm. lessons. And I feel like, you know, if we're living a life of hell, that will kind of teach us, you know, different things. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel I feel that. Well, I think the human body is a great example of that like nothing it's kind of like you, nothing's ever free. Like no matter what, it's going to hurt. Like no matter what. If you want something really, really good, there's an equal amount of pain that that comes with that. Yeah. That I think a lot of people don't realize of like, you know, it, yeah, okay, it makes sense for our concepts. Like if there's a heaven, there's a hell, it's the exact opposite. Um, one of the fundamental issues I have with that is that like, oh, as a Christian, you're promised something. That's why you're a Christian. I'm like, no. I'm like, okay, so if you're promised hell, you'd be a Christian. And they're like, no, I wouldn't do that. I'm like, okay, there. Structure is broken. Like the the simple fact that like in every sermon, and I've gone through a lot of church services, they're like, oh, you you get this thing. And I'm like, I don't want the thing. Like the thing you mean like, like heaven? A, yeah. Like peace or anything like that. And also it's too of like, you know, if something existed forever, it would stop existing. Like, do you get that? If something existed forever, it would stop existing? Yes. No, I don't get that. So basically, like, <laughs> if you only ever knew something, you wouldn't have any context, so it wouldn't be there anymore. Okay. Like, if you only ever knew pain, it wouldn't be painful after a while. That's all you know. You're like, no, it's just... Yeah. I just okay. wake up every day and get stabbed inside. That's just what happens. Yeah. 
And that's how chronic pain works. That's how everything works. Like even think about uh, poverty. It's like you wake up every day. You're like, just what it is. Yeah. It ceased to exist. Like all the other things. Yeah. So that's where it's like the concept of heaven. I have an issue of like, wait, you're telling me it's just happy forever. It sounds like shit. Mm. Like you, you, I, you mm. need context. Yeah. 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 Like there's no, um, there's no good without the bad. Like we would yeah, never yeah, know baby. what good is if we didn't have the downs. Yeah. Life. Yeah. And what do you think about that? Um, I don't know. I feel like there's, <clears throat> I don't know. Back to the thing that you were saying about like, you have to struggle. You were saying, yeah. What were you saying about? You you have to struggle for anything. Like there, for yeah. an equal amount of good, there's an equal amount of bad that accompanies it. Yeah. Which I think is interesting. But also I kind of think that our mindset around things kind of will shape how our experience plays out. Yeah, for sure. So if we have that mindset already that like, okay, I have to go through this terrible thing before I get this good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how it's going to play out. But what if you had a different mindset around that? Like, okay, you know, maybe I go through this thing that's not so terrible and then I can get the thing that I want, you know? Yeah. And that works too. I mean, what I do is I'll, I'll restructure like quote unquote bad is like, I'm grateful for the suffering Okay. Of like, I'm, I am privileged to suffer. I'm glad I get to suffer and make it really literal, like working okay. out. I am glad I get to do this, put my body okay. through this pain to get this thing. Like, so it's a joyful pain. It's a joyful pain. Okay. You enjoy the pain. You come yeah. to the masochist, okay. which, and you have to acknowledge life is innately painful. Yeah. You're like, oh, life's not painful. I'm like, I could beg to differ. Yeah. And I think that goes back to like um, having these different tools to go through that mm-hmm. pain so that it's not so painful, if that makes yeah. sense. Like if because if somebody was who like maybe, you know, didn't practice meditation and didn't have all of these practices to keep their mind sane through these like different hardships, it would mm-hmm. be a lot more, you know, stressful and painful. Yeah. They lack the context. I mean, that's where I feel like anybody who's ever done anything great with their lives is accompanied by a lot of shit. And yeah. it's just history. I yeah. could give you like 6,000 yeah. examples of it. Yeah. Like every single great Elon fucking his life sucks. Like every other famous person that a shitty childhood, yeah. they're like seek, they're craw- crawling for validation. Yeah. Right? But that's why they're, where they're at now. I wonder what got them through those hard times. Them. Themselves. Yeah. But like, but like, how are they able to endure, you know, those. You almost feel like you're, I feel like <clears throat> with that circumstance, I feel like they're chosen for it. They're like, I am supposed I have to do this or yeah. else. Yeah. It's like a, it's like their come up era where they're just like, it's that character arc where they're going through the shit. It's Rocky's like five years. So, I mean, in a movie, it's two minutes, but like a lot of times it's like five, 10 years. And it's, yeah. they could think about, oh, I'm, I'm going through my, you know, making a diamond. I'm doing the refining process right now. Like, yeah. and, and the whole time they're like almost to an extent delusional that it's going to happen. Yeah. And you got to be. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like manifestation, like I think, I agree with you in the sense of like it's you have to decide on like mm-hmm. what it is. And like I think that you have to do like action. But like I think a lot of people get it wrong and like where 
people think of manifestation where it's like, oh, this like woo woo thing. Mm -hmm. But I think it's like, okay, you have to set an intention. You have to figure out, okay, what kind of limiting beliefs are stopping me from taking action Mm -hmm. to do this thing. Um, And then like once you like work through those, it's a lot easier to take the action towards it. And then like, I think that, you know, that action compound with that belief that you have that you are going to reach that which I think is important, you know, for reaching any kind of goal is having the belief that you can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's like what allows that manifestation to like happen. Yeah. And, and people can, you know, say manifestation or they can say placebo. They can say whatever yeah. they want to say, but it's like, are you going to do the thing though? Yeah. Like, are you going to, and that's the thing too. A lot of people get so caught up in like verbiage and titles. Like, well, that sounds a little woo woo. And I'm like, I don't care what the fuck you call it. But you should probably stop thinking about the shit you think about. Like, if you're thinking that you're a piece of shit all day, yeah, you're probably a piece of shit. And they're like, well, da, da, da. and it's like, but maybe you stop thinking like that. You'll probably be something else. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What What would you like? Like, some people are so, like, caught up in those negative cycles of thinking that it's, yeah. like, hard to stop thinking those things. Mm-hmm. How what would you like tell somebody like, or like what kind of advice would you give somebody that's like, this is a weird, weird structure to say this. Um, so my room was messy when I was younger. What I would do is I would literally throw everything on the floor, make it the worst thing it could be and start from scratch. I feel like with people, you kind of have to hit rock bottom to change. Like something needs to go to shit. So either you're not allowing yourself to go to shit, or you haven't gone through it yet. Because a lot of times you have to you have to go through it. Like there's some stuff you haven't, there's a debt you haven't paid yet. Like if you want to feel better, there's a, a lot of debt you haven't paid yet of eating better, not going out, like you got to pay it. And if you're not fed up with yourself enough, then you haven't accepted that it's bad. Because either like, oh, it's not that bad, or you got to be like, Oh no, this is like rock bottom. Like everyone's left me. Like that that's where I feel like a lot of people are founded. Like a lot of those moments that actually cause change is like there's a great there's some kind of other force that like pushed it along of like, oh, got in a car wreck, broke your leg, and now you have mono. It's like, oh shit. Like that seems like a good chain of events for someone to be like, I need to change some shit. Yeah. Yeah. So you would tell somebody that they have to go through something. Well, I'd say what they're going through now is like like someone's going through a really hard time, I'd say like this is good. You're supposed to go okay. through a hard time. Yeah. It's not supposed to be easy. Like Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna suck. It's it's kinda like <clears throat> it's wild. You're promised you're gonna die. Does that sound easy? Like that sounds kinda hard. Like you're gonna slowly see everyone you love die and pass and like you're gonna start to like grow achy and like that's painful. Yeah. So like it makes sense that things would be painful. Yeah. What do you think happens when we die? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, <clears throat> I think the the law of conservation makes sense. So I think yeah. that will regardless turn to some, turn into something else. Uh, not, I, I wouldn't label it as reincarnation, but like. The energy has to go somewhere. Yeah, well, also, it's like you're fucking carbon. Like you, you are the universe. And like I love the quote not quote but it's just science like the four most common elements in space are the four most common elements in us 
we're going to go into something else. I might, it, it's very well, and this is totally true, that like the material used to make that fucking stool over there, there's some people in that. Could, could be. I mean, you got to think about like with all the things that happen molecularly, possible. Or it could maybe go into somebody else or like the energy like, because that's what I'm trying to say. I, like I don't think it's reincarnation. I think it's a lot more of a, it's an energy transfer mm-hmm. and then all the emotions we have transfer. Um, but then also it's kind of like, it kind of matters, but kind of doesn't to me. It's like 50, 50. Yeah. What do you think about like, like, Oh, what do you think about like psychics and like that sort Aliens. of thing? Um, <laughs> well, cause like there's like this, do you, do you think that there's like an ether? Have you heard of that? Like, like purgatory or whatever, or like, like another realm. Yeah. Like this, there's this dimension that's like around us right now that's like basically information we just like can't see it but like our brains can like this might be kidding no no no. i I think it's very plausible well like i think that that's how like um psychics and stuff like that i think they could just like tap into that kind of realm of things and that's how they can like pull because like there's you know unexplainable people Mm -hmm. who can like say things that like they know of you like there's no way they could know Yeah. Like, where do you think that they get that? Well, I mean, sometimes people, there's just people who are amazing at reading people. It's what it is. You can learn a lot. But some of the things I don't know, I think it's way more than just. And it it could be, you know, (laughs) dreams are weird. I'm I'm like a really vivid dreamer, like Mm -hmm. to a point where I don't get it. Like, so it it could be a thing. Um, I don't discredit it, but it's, it's, again, it's not one of those things I put like a shit ton of energy into. Okay. Cause like, like thinking about, yeah, I don't put a shit ton of energy into it, but it's like fun to like watch a movie about it. I'm like all about, I love the ideas and the concept. Like I love Norse mythology and like the idea of like gods and all that stuff. Like that's super cool. But on a, on a philosophical standpoint, I haven't, it's hard. It's hard for me to be like, mm. cause manifestation and energy. I'm like, no, like there's a, like there's a lot of science that can be behind this. And like, like that clicks with me. And also like as woo-woo is some of the stuff I think about. It's still pretty analytical. It's like analytical woo-woo. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not sure. It's hard to, hard to say. But I feel like you probably are into it, right? <laughs> well, I don't know. Not really like into psychics or whatever, but like I don't but know. But you believe it. Well, I mean, I don't know if they – well, I believe that they can get that information from somewhere. Okay. Yeah. So you believe that they see something that we don't? Yeah. Have you thought about how to get to the point where you can see the stuff? Um, well, there's, I think that we all have these gifts. I think that we all can develop the mm-hmm. gifts, um, of gifts. I don't know if you call it gifts, but I mean, but, um, I think that you can like practice it. Like there's, um, remote viewing mm-hmm. and they actually had a training program for the military to remote view, which is basically, um, where people can like sit in a dark room, get into like a meditative space. They can look at these coordinated court coordinates mm-hmm. and um, they can draw what they see from those mm-hmm. coordinates. And um, like they've been able to train people after people in the military mm-hmm. um, to do this, to like scope out mm-hmm. um, like uh, different, like uh, I don't know what you call it. Blinking. The things. Yeah, the things out there that they need to see. Um, but, like, 
yeah. So I, I totally think like there's this book called Captain of My Ship, Captain of My Soul. It's kind of a weird name, but mm-hmm. that guy talks about how he went into one of those programs in the military and like how like it was just like so interesting and like how he got taught it and all of that. But I definitely think that. Yeah. Well, I think if it's repeatable, it's for sure something that's like to be looked into. Yeah. That's part of science. The scientific process is that. Yeah. Um, I know one thing that's really interesting that I've experienced that I haven't discussed with a lot of people is when I do breath work, like I've done a shit ton of Wim Hof. Um, I like have memories come back to me that I didn't know I had. Yeah. I'll like, and also go back into dreams and yeah. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? So breath work has been a really weird ass thing for me where I've been like, which is kind of the reason why I like it a lot too. Cause I'm like, this is kind of spicy. <laughs> like why the fuck am I tripping balls right now? Yeah. <laughs> like I love breath work. Yeah. yeah. But have you noticed like, does your memory go to weird places when you do breath work? Like what happens with you? Yeah. I, I think like a lot of trauma, kind of comes to the surface and like different memories and like sometimes I'll which I do I think a little bit of different kind of breath work than mm-hmm. you I go to this breath work facilitator um and we do holotrophic breathing yeah. yep I know about that um <clears throat> and so yeah so it's like 45 minutes of like intense breathing and is it like what quick inhale quick exhale um it's Two inhales, one exhale. So like one through like the stomach and one, and one chest. The yep. chest and then out. Um, and it's all through the mouth. Okay. See, which is weird because like I kind of hate mouth breathing. Yeah. Which, yeah, they say it's bad for you, but yeah. mouth breathing is bad for you. But this type of breathing, it's yeah. like, different. That's one thing that even with Wim Hof stuff, like and even with running too, like I did my 5K and breathed in my mouth once. Like, and I've ran six miles strictly nasal breathing. That's awesome. Which to me is just like, what else you would do? Well, and the weird yeah. thing is too, like, I don't get my cramp on my side anymore. When I breathe through my mouth, I get that fucking stitch. It knocks you on my ass. But if I stick strictly with nasal, I'm like, yeah, this is great. I can run for a little bit with just nostril breathing, but not for a whole 5K. No, my 5K was funny because like all my pictures, I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm like determined as shit going. And it was, it was good. But I'm. That's one thing, because have you read James Nesson's Breathe? No, but I've wanted to. It'll make you hate mouth breathing. Yeah. And it's it's so weird. You look at people's facial structure, and if mm. they breathe through their mouth or their nose, it's going to vary a lot. I have seen, like, the those pictures. It's huge. And even ever since I started doing it, I'm like, like, I, I buy into it because I'm like, this is totally real. Did you used to mouth breathe before? I just, Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't notice it a lot. I just, because you know, you're something like, and then you don't. And now I even work out, and I don't mouth breathe. Like, I'll be bracing for a lift and I just like take a deep breath through my nose and I'm like, all right, yeah. I'm good. Everyone's like, are you breathing? And I'm like, eh, kind of. <laughs> I'm like, this. if I die, I die. But what's another thing that you've heard or you read from the book? From Breathe. James Neston? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, facial structure, nasal cavities being just broken next to it, use them as much. Uh, our mouths are a lot smaller versus like, you know, our airways used how they used to be built with older ancestors. Like we didn't have bad teeth problems because our mouths were giant. Now we have these fucking, there's a lot of stuff about the human body now where I'm like, Oh, it's like I wear barefoot shoes because I like not having a closed toe box. And it's been a huge difference ever since I started wearing them. Like, oh, this is really nice. So there's a lot of things where, and they said, I'm not like, this is where people think I'm a little woo woo. Cause it's like, Oh, you use a fucking bamboo toothbrush and you like have that shit. And I'm like, okay, I feel great. <laughs> I don't care. 
But um, he talks about that a lot. There's so much stuff he talks about. Um, oh, how much oxygen you get in your body? You get more. Uh, what was it? You, you get some more of a chemical when you breathe your nose versus your mouth. So it's like you feel a lot better, and depression can be helped out a lot. So that's where I'm like, oh yeah, it's it's pretty good. There's a lot of stuff I'm not listing because it was yeah. like a 900 page yeah, book, yeah. but you should totally read it. Yeah, you'd love it. I've been meaning to for a while. I just have so many on my list. Yeah, that's one of those things where it's like, you know, I went through a phase where like, all right, I'm gonna read a fuckload of books. I read like eight books. And I'm like, okay, let me just let me implement everything I learned from these books. Yeah, and really take it in, and then I'll probably have a period where I'll I'll go back into some more books. But you yeah. need periods of learning and then periods of action. Yeah. I wish there was like a wish I had like a structure where I could like read and implement at the same time. Like you do. Yeah, it's I could just you. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but I wish I need to I need to like develop that, I guess. That's right. And that's where community comes in. Yeah. Cuz I mean, what I do is like I read something, I tell everyone about it, and then I make sure I fucking do it. Cuz if I tell you about it, I better fucking do it. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons like that's too like if I read something and I don't agree with it, I'm not going to read it or, or if it's like really against like if I can't implement it, I'm not going to do it because I, I'd hate to do something or like be all about something and then not act upon it like cold therapy. Yeah. I love cryo. I like being in the freezing cold and like it's a good challenge. I get a lot of dopamine yeah. from it. I would not talk about it if I didn't fucking do it myself. So whatever those days come along where I'm like, do I really want to get in a fucking negative 166 chamber today. I'm like, all right. You yeah. talk about it all the time. You need to follow your own advice. And I feel great afterward, but. Yeah. Well, that's one thing with community that, have you read um, Thinking Grow Rich? No. Everyone tells me to read it. It's one of those like, you got to read this book. Yeah. You should read it. It's really good. But um, he talks about the importance of like community and like having a mastermind group that mm -hmm. you meet with on a regular basis to like make sure that you like hold each other accountable, accountable yeah. and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. I think it's very powerful. I think it is powerful. Yeah. Well, um, I feel like it's been probably like 30, 45 minutes uh, and I'm kind of hungry and need to use the restroom. So we're going to, we're going <laughs> to okay. end it. Um, you can follow Mara on, it's Mara, right? It's not Mara. Yeah, it's Mara. Okay. <laughs> I just didn't know if I was fucking it up. There's some people that I know, like there's what one girl I know who works for me. Her name's, um, I called her Tamara. Her name's Tamara. Oh. And I've been saying it wrong the whole time. And okay. I was like, Oops. were you ever going to correct me? And she's like, ah, everyone says it wrong. And I was like, you can still tell me. <laughs> um, so I'm glad I got there. What's your middle name? Peyton. Peyton. Yeah. Nice. What's yours? Bailey. Bailey. Okay. Yep. I'm just going to exclusively call you Peyton now. <laughs> P-Dog. <laughs> You're like, I hate this guy. <laughs> You're like, he's got a piece of shit. Well, uh, wait, what's your Instagram? Um. Oh, my gosh. You have one. <laughs> yes, but it's like underscore dot underscore Mara. Why don't you just make it your name? I think it was taken. Well. You could add a one. Yeah. I should change that. But. Be good. Yeah. That's what it is. Underscore dot underscore Mara underscore dot underscore. <laughs> she also has a podcast. Is that in your, like, can they, is that link in there? Um, It's not, but I can put it there. I'll put it there. She's going to start taking the podcast yeah. more seriously. Yeah. It's going to be great. Well, thank you guys for listening. And if you have any uh, questions, you feel free to send us a DM or me a DM. Maybe just send her a DM. I don't really care. Whatever works. All right. Bye. Bye.